Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Marshall and Bruce Weiner. Good morning, Bruce. Morning, Rachel. Good morning. And today we're reviewing an article take, entitled Taking Time Off Can Increase Your Productivity and Better Your Company by Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach. So first, why are we talking about this article? Well, we want to introduce you to ideas that will help you build this life and business that you love and to educate you how to think through what you read and to really grab onto a healthy, powerful, positive perspective in building your awesome life. So we're going to share the main thoughts and, and what, how we're implementing this information and separate facts from opinion, help share examples and application from our own life experience and really pull out the most valuable nuggets. And of course, we will also be making sure that you have a link to the article in the show notes at themoneyadvantage.com. So today's article is part of your mindset and your ability to think exponentially and abundantly that really enables you to build time and money freedom. So we talked a little bit, Bruce, last time about what's important about Strategic Coach and Dan Sullivan. Do you want to share any of those thoughts again here in case somebody might have missed that last episode? Well, uh, I mean, I got a lot of thoughts on this. I, I've, I've done some of the peripheral programs that at uh, strategic coach before I haven't had the privilege to actually be in, in Dan's class. Uh, and of course a person that we really respect, um, Kim Butler has been a strategic coach for a long, long time. But this Mm -hmm. particular thing we're talking about today, I heard Dan Sullivan say one time, think of, and I want all the people listening to this to think about this because it really got me to think differently. I grew up in a small town full of a lot of descendants from German Im- immigrants and everybody, even to this day, people talk about how it's just a blue collar town and everybody works hard and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing mm-hmm. mindset. But Dan Sullivan said, did you ever wonder the people that are the highest paid individuals in the world are typically athletes and entertainers and athletes and entertainers they actually do um, they work intensely in their practice to prepare for an event with an athlete it's prepare for a game with an entertainer it's it's to prepare for whatever it is they're doing a play a movie a uh, concert Mm-hmm. And, and they go really, really hard and they, and they intensely prepare. But then after that game is over or that season is over, I should say, they take time off. When a, a, a concert, a musician goes out on tour, they tour for a little bit and then they take time off. Um, when a, a, a play runs for a certain time and then they take time off. And, mm-hmm. and he, he said that too. He said, why is it that the highly paid people do this? And he said, because that's, they realize that they get the best production out of going hard, going hard. They produce a wonderful thing. And then they, they realize in order to c- continue to produce something that's very wonderful, 
they need to take time off. And when he said that to, or when I heard that, he just said it directly to me. When I heard that, I thought that makes perfect sense. And yet what we do as business owners, we, my, my father did this. He opened up his service station at 6 a.m. And he worked most nights until 9 p.m. or 15 hours a day, um, seven days a week in, in some cases. And mm-hmm. many times I know what he was, he was there, but he wouldn't, he wasn't really what I would say working, even though he had other people there that he, that could mind his, his uh, service station. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I catch myself doing the same thing. I, you know, the alarm, the alarm goes off at five 30. I get up, I leave the house at six um, or I go to my home office and I start working at six, and a lot of times I don't even know why I'm working. I'm just kind of, and it's. I'm not saying I'm wasting time, but I don't know why I'm working. Sometimes I'm working mm-hmm. on myself, so on and so forth. And you get into this rut, and you're, and then you you get to certain situations where you're like, uh, I'm not being very productive. Oh sure, yeah. It's just it's really interesting, kind of reading this article and. Um, he said for decades, and I really admire this consistency. And he says this as a rule in his life, but he says, as a rule, he works only 210 days per year and always takes 155 days off every year. So I did some math, very simple math, but basically he's working about four days a week. Now, this article is all about that time off then increases productivity. It doesn't diminish productivity. And what I think about with this is that it is kind of like that um, that push time and then relaxation time. Now you could say, well, maybe it's he takes three weeks, three days off every week. Maybe not. Maybe he has uh, two months that he does all together, or two weeks all together, or several vacations throughout the year. And you could operationalize this any way you want in your own life. But I have to say, um, for me, I've definitely not come into business from that side. I actually, before starting our own company, I was working, I was an executive at a big box retail store and I, I was working 60 to more often 75 to 80 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And it was very challenging. I mean, I was just go, go, go because I was salaried and there was a lot of work to be done. And I was feeling like, well, I needed to climb this, this learning curve in this new business and I needed to figure out how to make it happen. And for me, I just figured, well, I'm going to put as much time as possible into this. So I'd come in on my days off. I'd work 16 hour days and trying to balance and manage everything. And it was really draining. I can't say I was was functioning at my optimum. I didn't even think about that at the time. I wasn't thinking about my sleep routines. I wasn't thinking about the best health that I could be in. I certainly wasn't maximizing my relationships or anything outside of work. And What was really interesting is Dan brings in this idea that usually that's really celebrated or almost this like hustle Mm -hmm. and grind type of way of being in business is this like honor, honor thing like that's better somehow. And he said that actually makes you two dimensional instead of three dimensional. So I really loved that idea of um, recognizing that we don't just want to be two dimensional or even one dimensional in our life, but we really want to be able to have every area of our financial or of our, of our life, something that is thriving and growing, not just only the business. And you absolutely cannot have that if you're just focused on 
work, work, work and be that workaholic. Yeah. Not only that, um, what I love about this whole concept and, and I'm going to bring this up now is that it's not only about you, you know, people, mm-hmm. people are like, well, I'm going to take vacation time because I want to be rejuvenated so I can perform better. But it's also about developing the people that are working with you along the way. So Sullivan makes a, a, a comment. You don't know how strong your team is until they can't phone you. And, mm-hmm. and that is what you're doing is you're helping develop other people's capabilities. Dan is always about increasing your capabilities. So, you know, Rachel, you and I have talked about this before. Just doing this podcast is increasing our capabilities, not only capabilities to, to do the podcast, but capabilities of other technical things, the way we communicate with our clients, the way mm-hmm. that we can hopefully inspire different people to do what the, they, they actually love and build an organization they um, love. So th- there's a negative aspect to any entrepreneur's work addiction uh, because they, it affects the actual organization or, or business that they have. It often leads to expectations that everybody in the company needs to work like that and, and have very little free time. You know, uh, I, I've heard people say, well, yeah, I make sure I, I beat the boss to work. So he see, even if he doesn't see me, he sees my car in the parking lot when he, <laughs> when he pulls in. So it's, it's like, it's not even that you're doing well. You just want to show people you're putting the time in. Well, this, oh, lead, right. and all that does is lead in kind of like you were saying when you were, it just, when you were in the retail, it just leaves a high mm-hmm. burnout, it burnout rate with all the team. Oh my members. gosh. And they feel like they can't have any personal lives and they're expected to come in early and they want, they're expected to work late and work weekends. And, and it makes them uh, feel de- defensive if they, if they take a little bit of time out and, th- and then there's a high, this high turnover rate. And they're also, because of the way they're feeling that there's not a lot of, of uh, new injection of ideas. And mm-hmm. uh, so he believes the opposite happens when, the entrepreneur himself allows themselves the freedom of taking time off. I was just involved with a, um, a building process, a project at the country club that I, I belong to where we built this outdoor patio bar and just so happened that one of the members was an electrical contractor and he won the bid. So he, here's a member that won the bid and he's on site with his, with his guys and he normally would play, he would normally play golf on Wednesday afternoon, starting at one o'clock, but he said he didn't want to play golf when the project was going on because he didn't want his workers to see him playing golf at one, one in the afternoon. Now, mm. mind you, a lot of times he's playing golf with clients or potential clients to try to get them, you know, to do business with them. So there's yeah, a, growing, growing the business, growing the business. And other times mm. he's just playing with myself or other people. So he's just taking some time off and rejuvenating. But there's another example of somebody that doesn't see that he should be he should be projecting this image of, hey, it's all right to take some time off. But but he's he's he doesn't want them to see that. So he wants to see the nose to the grindstone. And I'm sure that is affecting their uh, the way that they see their work and, and it becoming dull and unproductive. So taking that. Oh, sure. So taking free time helps both you and your team members your team members. 
Yeah. And I think, I think along those lines, I think it's really important then as the leader in a business to be the one who sets the standard for taking care of yourself. I mean, because I mean, when I was working in retail, I was not doing that. And unfortunately I was like second down from the manager and I, I was held in high esteem because of that work, um, that hustle and, and that work ethic to work so hard. And it was almost like this standard that everyone else was held up to that they should be working as, as much and as frequently and as hard as I was. And it was really unfortunate because I saw that be a negative impact in the environment. Whereas instead, what we need to be doing as leaders is saying, I'm giving permission to take care of myself and valuing, as you mentioned, I'm not even sure if you intentionally did this, but the idea of ideas. I mean, it's not just about the grind and how hard you work, but it's about the innovation, the ideas. And that creative energy comes from somebody who has given themselves permission to take time off. I love this quote that he had. He said, free time isn't just a reward for hard work. It's a necessary prerequisite for doing good work. Yeah, he he says it's a rule. In his in his yeah. life, it's a rule. Hey, Rachel, I just was thinking as you were talking. So you were held in high esteem because of all your hard work. It it actually probably some people were jealous about that. So then they were as productive. They oh, they wouldn't sure. come to you. And guess what? You're no longer working there. It just hit me. Right. So so it <laughs> it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for you, and it wasn't good for the company. Right. So and this is get and this gets repeated over and over and over. And one of the highest mm-hmm. costs, the highest cost of any company or business is labor. The The second highest cost, some people would argue it's benefits or wages. But what I would argue is it's the actual training process of new personnel over and over and over. Uh, oh, because sure. it's, it's what they are costing you during the training process. And what the person that's training you cannot accomplish while they're training you. So, oh, I'd agree. So, what uh, Sullivan says that it's not it's it's not a kind of a reward for uh, taking time off, but it, he actually says it's a rule. So he 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 only works two hundred ten days a year. I try, and I'm not as good as Dan Sullivan. I try to do the same thing where I say, okay, I scheduled in these particular free days and. We haven't gotten into the entrepreneurial time system, but he has what he calls focus days, buffered days, and free days. And free days are the times you take off. Now, the 155 days that he takes off do include the weekends. So 104 of the 155 days he takes off. And when he says taking off, it's not like you and I think taking off uh, and, and our listeners uh, think taking off. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't answer his phone. He doesn't check email. He's totally unplugged, just like he's never even worked there. So there's a difference between not being at the site and actually taking off, he says. So you're not answering emails. You're not answering um, any phone calls. I was watching a commercial this morning as I was thinking about this podcast on television. It was for Carrollton Bank, which is a small private bank here in St. Louis, and they had two business owners talking to one of the bankers and they were telling him that their basic rule is they don't do business with jerks, whether they're customers or vendors, and that they were very happy to see that he returned an email on President's Day, which is a day off for the bank. Mm -hmm. And he, he very proudly said, 
well, if it was important for you to send me an email, it's important for me to read the email and respond on my day off. Sullivan would say that that's not productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna, it's going to build up resentment eventually, and you're not going to be able to innovate because taking time off gives you a chance to actually think. And as we've- I agree. You know, I agree. Let me just share this as well. I think that, uh, and this came up in the article as well, it talked about taking time off allows you to be more productive. I mean, anytime that we've said, okay, you have three weeks to accomplish this task, or you have three hours. Now, granted, you might lose some quality of work if you push three weeks of work down into three hours, but whatever deadline you set, you're likely going to meet it. And if you have less time available to do the work, you're going to find more systems and processes, more maybe technology to support your work, more team members that can support the work in a different way and be able to be more efficient and more productive and more resourceful with what you do have. Yeah. And that's, and that is what Sullivan calls a self-managing company. It's, it's not only you to be able to do that, but the people within your organization need to be able to do that. So, um, that's why he says, you, you know, you don't want to be thinking about working when you're taking the time off. I have, <coughs> excuse me, then you have to trust your team that they know what they're doing. So your team, when they take the time off <clears throat> or, or energized, to then to come back and start thinking about the way that they would do things and the different systems that they would put in place. And then when you're taking time off, you're regenerated. And you come back in and you help put processes and systems in place so that your team can uh, actually manage the company most efficiently. So he actually disconnects um, from every single thing that he does. And the the final thing I think I want to bring up is he says he's passed up great opportunities that come up while he's taking time off and he's done so without hesitation. So he knows there's he apparently has had some things that come up uh, when he's actually on his free day, but he just passes them up because he knows that the team members who are working that day are developing other opportunities uh, mm-hmm. that can make, that can make up for the opportunities that, it, that he, he, um, he misses when he doesn't take them. It's interesting. You and I have been working a lot more with real estate professionals mm-hmm. and those people are plugged in all the time. And they're stressed out and they're and and they just seem harried all the time with their time. And I and I was talking to one real estate professional who said his wife will actually leave when they go to the movies. She leaves several times to answer her phone um, because of that. Well, Mm. she cannot be relaxed then to think of other ways to build processes so those phone calls can be taken care of or those texts can be taken care of. So those are just examples of what Sullivan would say that um, he has learned over, well, I mean, he's been doing this since the 70s, that allows him to take 155 days off each, uh, which benefits his health. You know, I think he predicts he's going to live to be 130. Um, mm-hmm. his, re- his relationships, his productivity, his company, and and all the lives of the people that actually work in his company. And if you ever go to Strategic Culture, which I have on a couple of occasions, the people in there all have this nice, relaxed uh, work that, that stimulates ideas. 
Um, and uh-huh. all entrepreneurs, yeah, and all entrepreneurs that we're talking to today, you have the opportunity to do the same thing. You just have to change your mindset, and it's it's a process. I mean, I I still schedule free days. I still violate them on occasion, but it's a process. And I hope to get as good at Dan Sullivan. Uh, uh, as taking time off uh, because time off can only help you be more productive. I agree wholeheartedly. And it's something that I'm working towards being much better at. And I work way fewer weekends and way fewer nights than I did at the beginning of business. And I know that I'm seeing positive, powerful impacts in my family life, in my personal life, my social life, my mental capacity. And it's all because of really truly choosing to allow myself that freedom. And we'll just close on this note. Dan says, allow yourself the freedom of taking time off. And so if you're working to build this life and business that you love, why not start now truly enjoying life, not just waiting for hopefully someday to really enjoy life, but bring that enjoyment and play into your work and into your free time, taking that time off starting now. So as we close, What are your rules about taking time off and how will you give yourself more freedom to enjoy life and enjoy time off so that you can be more productive? If you'd like to optimize your financial life so that you can get more of your money, so that you can get more out of your money without working harder and get more enjoyment and satisfaction and have more financial abundance, email us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com to request your free financial picture conversation. And thank you. To you, our listeners today, today's show notes and resources are available for you at themoneyadvantage.com. And also you can email us with your questions and comments to hello at themoneyadvantage.com. Thanks, Bruce, for this fabulous conversation today. Yeah, I'm going to take the rest of the afternoon off, Rachel. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. In closing, I'll check with you on that next time. Um, Success leaves clues. So model the successful few not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. To learn how high-performing entrepreneurs 10x or more returns on liquid capital without giving up quick access to cash, go to themoneyadvantage.com forward slash liquid dash capital to get The Unfair Advantage, your 20-minute easy-to-read guide on maximizing your savings. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated. 
or Kalos Management Incorporated.